Oh, gosh. I used to hate it when my parents would tell me it's all about who you know, but it is. Yeah. Um, And that's how I got to be where I am, and I will fully stand by that and continue to tell all my students that it's about making connections, no Mm -hmm. matter how small or big. It's having those resources in your back pocket to reach out to, like, hey, Mm -hmm. We met, you know, a year ago, and we did this mm-hmm. thing together. Um, and most likely, that person's going to remember you. Right. And if you did a good job, you know, making that good impression, it's going to follow you, and it's going to help you in the long run. This is the Buffalo Community Podcast, all about the greatest small town in the USA, the people in it, and how it all works together. Here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, episode number 93 of the Buff Community Podcast. Just inching closer and closer to that century mark. Hopefully we get there. Yeah, I think we're going to call it quits in two weeks. Yeah. Next um, week we have a big one. I'm excited about our guest today. Um, I've known Shanley for a really, really long time. Another Arlanda Avenue mm-hmm. thing we got going on. Um, so a lot of, lot of great talent came from Arlanda Avenue, Absolutely. and uh, just you, ask us. Yeah, if you don't know already, <laughs> uh, you're about to find out. But we have a 2012 Buffalo High School graduate, currently a uh, a school counselor at Buffalo High School, and also a member of the Buffalo Strong Community Group. Shanley Braun, thanks for coming. Shanley Maher, sorry. Oh, that's all right. Rewind, blue. <laughs> Shanley Maher, thank you for being in uh, studio with us today, and. Uh, Thanks Glad to have me. you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we'll uh, we'll touch on your your school counselor job. We'll we'll also. I mean, we have the Buffalo Strong graphic right behind you there. Why don't we start there? Okay. Uh, give us a little bit of information on that, what it is, and what's coming. Yeah. So, um, Buffalo Strong kind of originated last year um, with the tragedy that kind of happened here in Buffalo. Um, a community group got put together um, and we decided that we needed to do something in honor um, and kind of talk about the mental health um, issues that are all around us and that need to be discussed and um, so this group kind of got created Um, I was kind of just saying I kind of weaseled myself into it nice I'm very happy about it though I'm um, this is something that I'm very passionate about I'm very passionate about mental health and our students in our community. Um, obviously, it's a very important community to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this Buffalo Strong Day is kind of what we're calling it, and we're going to be having um, a speaker, uh, Clint Malarshuk. Um, he's a retired NHL goalie and coach um, who is now doing speaking tours and kind of talking about mental health, how it's affected him and his life, um, and how we can best support people that are kind of going through the same things that he went through and just bringing awareness to mental health in general. So Clint is, I guess, probably the, I don't want to say like the highlight or the peak of... Keynote speaker is what Keynote speaker uh, of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but there's more to that day than just Clint mm-hmm. Marcha coming to town. Um, you know, what else is going to be going on that day? Yeah, so we have him all day. He's going to be around town all day um, doing different appearances and speaking. 
Um, but that week in general um, at the high school, we're going to be promoting mental health, um, wellness, um, and kind of encompassing it all. So we're all having communications about it, verbiage, and um, our students want it. Um, and we want to be discussing it. It's important to talk about. It's important to shed light on. Um, it's always had a stigma attached to it, and we want to break that stigma. So there's going to be events happening all around BHS that week, um, just talking about mental health and how we can better ourselves moving forward and um, different supports that are put in place. So he speaks on Wednesday, February 9th, up at the Performing Arts Center from 7 to 8. Yes. And if you can't get there, uh, we're actually going to interview him here as a part of the Buffalo Community Podcast. Um, so you get to see a different version of maybe his mm -hmm. hour-long talk, or maybe we just let him talk for an hour, but right. uh, a little more in-depth um, um, conversation with him. So mm -hmm. if you can't make it up there, if you can, great, uh, go up there and see him speak. Uh, if you can't, you can always tune in here February 9th, or probably the day after that is when our interview will, yep. will air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that Buffalo community group, the Buffalo Strong community group was instrumental in getting him here, mm -hmm. which we really appreciate. That's very exciting, and, and I'm really looking forward to an opportunity to to meet him and you know, have him tell his story, I guess, yeah. again. So yeah. we'll but have that record. Absolutely. Um, that night, too, in addition to him, we will be having a resource fair before and after his um, speaking event. Um, to we kind of have it encompassing all dimensions of wellness, so physical, mental health, um, social, emotional, um, kind of everything that encompasses a person. Mm -hmm. um, so we have different supports and resources there. So um, if you know he's going to be talking about some kind of heavy stuff, and um, it might elicit some conversations and some thoughts, and um, we'll have those resources available for people before and after um, to just reach out and get more info. Um, we also are going to have a childcare during, so if oh, you nice. do have like young kids that you can't get a babysitter for, um, we will have um, some of our students, our NHS students, that are going to be available to kind of like corral them and date night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <kids. laughs> yeah. Um, I would anticipate a pretty heavy turnout. I hope so. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, not being able to. No, for sure, but I, I would imagine if, if you want to be there, um, you know, checking out the resources prior to the talk, uh, getting there early, I guess, mm -hmm. per se. If, mm -hmm. if I, and you know what time doors open? Six. Six. Okay. So you have an hour before, before he speaks to go there, check it out. Mm -hmm. So, well, thanks for putting that part together. Mm -hmm. Let's find out a little bit more about you, school counselor, um, you started your job in 2020. Mm -hmm. Excellent timing. Yes. Excellent timing, you know, yep. as far as the world goes. 30,000-foot uh, view, what does a school counselor do right now? A lot. Um, you know, we kind of do everything with in regards to mental health. Um, we can do some counseling and um, supports for our students, advocating for our students, um, and then we kind of have that clerical side of things of doing schedules and um, <laughs> registration and presentations to kids. Um, you know, we kind of follow three domains, and that's um, social, emotional, academic, and college and career readiness. So we kind of encompass preparing our students for life after high school, 
um, along with supporting them through their time at high school in high school so are you are is it I know back when I was in high school back in the guidance counselor days mm -hmm. um, it was really you know there was a couple different ways you could get in front of your counselor and it, it was either getting to a point where somebody recommended you get in front of your counselor mm -hmm. or being proactive about it um, if you didn't want to talk to your counselor didn't want to utilize your counselor didn't really have to I mean is it is mm -hmm. it similar I mean you work with a lot of kids yeah and to be super hands-on with all of them is it's impossible mm -hmm. I would imagine so is that similar today in terms of yeah it's pretty similar um, we we try to get right out in front of our kids in ninth grade to show our faces, to have them get to know us um, and know that we're a resource for them in any way that they want to utilize us. If they want to come in and change their schedule and just have a baseline conversation with us, we're there. Um, if they are struggling with something or need someone just to reach out or listen or just sit with for a little bit, we're there for that too. Um, so they can come in and make an appointment. We have a secretary that they can make an appointment. They, she can see our schedules. Um, or they can reach out to us via email, kind of any stop us in the hallway, any way that works for them. Um, you know, we might end up pulling a student down too just for a general reason, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of get our face out there more and just make those connections that they do feel comfortable saying hi to us in the hallway mm -hmm. and um, feeling like they can make an appointment is mm -hmm. my biggest thing. Like, I just want you to know that I'm here and I, you can make an appointment. Sure. You don't have to by right. any means if you don't right. want to utilize me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I guess you don't necessarily have the perspective of pre-COVID and, and now, but I would imagine you'd have a good understanding of like how the school counselor role has changed like what are you what are you seeing i would imagine there's maybe more of the mental health mm -hmm. that you're seeing as opposed to prior to covid yeah but i you know kind of touch on that yeah so i i had six months um before covid hit that i was um long-term subbing and kind of getting my internship hours in and so i have a brief intro into mm -hmm. a non-covid year um but it is significantly more um, social anxiety that we're seeing um, getting kids into the school. It was tough before, yeah. um, before COVID, and then we're all at home, and school looked vastly different. And now those kids that you felt like were kind of on the edge, it just feels like we've completely lost them, and we're really trying to throw out those lifesavers and get them back in and um, making them feel comfortable. I mean, BHS is a big school. Um, and if you haven't even taken a step in there, um, you know, like some of our middle schoolers that were coming up during COVID, it's a big change going from somewhere you feel comfortable at the middle school and then coming in and it's a big high school with, you know, big seniors walking by and, you know, just mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortable. Um, I think the social anxiety, um, and then the depression that kind of comes along with that is huge right now. How do you battle that? I mean, is even just getting them to talk. I mean, they get through the door, they're talking. How do you battle that? I mean, it, there's only so much as just singular human beings that we can do, mm -hmm. you know, kind of some kid that wants to talk. I mean, do you have resources to be able to go further than just 
thank you for talking. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, we definitely have <coughs> resources that we can send them home with. Uh, we have community resources. So um, if it's something more significant than what we can provide as school counselors, um, we refer them out. Um, you know, we're seeing a high number of hospitalizations, a high number of wait lists for mental health, like therapists, um, that it, there's wait lists, there's beds aren't open. It's all across the state, all across the nation. Um, for just, for what? I mean, for men mental, mental health. health yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's heavy. I mean, I, I mean physical health too. Yeah. With well, COVID yeah. numbers and stuff, those beds are not there either. So it's a mixture of everything. Yeah. I think we take life for granted. I mean, mm -hmm. kids that don't know, I mean, if you've never been there or if you are feeling like that, you should have a resource to be able to go talk to it. But like you said, I mean, there's such a, it's getting better, I think, but mm -hmm. there is such a historical stigma of talking of, hey, I have a problem, mm -hmm. you know, a mental problem. I mm -hmm. can't talk about it. Or mm -hmm. you may feel pigeonholed into feeling some way of saying, well, I shouldn't talk like this because I'm a man. You know, mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't, I should just suck it up. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to people feeling like that, I mean, is it just, is there just that word of encouragement of, or just, do they talk, did, do you think they feel more comfortable in front of a stranger or somebody that they know? Probably a stranger, yeah. um, which helps us in a way, because um, we all kind of start as strangers right away. Um, and they... What I've viewed is they feel a lot more comfortable coming and talking to us than mom and dad mm -hmm. um, to start that conversation. And I always give them the opportunity, like, do you want me to bridge that gap with parents? Because um, sometimes it's easier coming from a third party rather than the student. It's kind of an emotional topic, especially if they're really struggling. And um, so to be that bridge for them is huge. Mm -hmm. um, and it's exactly what I, why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, so for them to feel comfortable is yeah right mm -hmm. um what did your job look like through like distance learning and through you know like i'm sure you had these kids that you were meeting with and maybe making some progress with and like going and then all of a sudden it's like no like mm -hmm. you you lose that you lose this yeah you know how do you what was that like it was hard um you know and right when i came in it was hard to reach out and figure out who these kids were like I had sure. no idea I'd met maybe a few of them the three days before but um, oh it was three just three days oh yeah okay three full in-person days yep. before we went distance learning um but we rolled with it and um everybody it kind of leveled the playing field so I felt very comfortable and you know like you said I was BHS grad and you know my counselor is still there and mm -hmm. um other supports that I had are still there so um, it was a very comfortable position to come into, especially in a, a terrible mm -hmm. time. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of phone calls, lots of emails, um, you know, and sometimes you can't get adults to check their emails, let alone a 14-year-old right. boy, um, you know. Yeah. How, how, I mean, how is that? I mean, like, again, you've got this child, and, and we're not obviously not asking for specifics, mm -hmm. but, I mean, is that uh, – bridging that gap from parents to kids i mean is that is that usually a key factor of like hey there needs to be more communication here which could really eliminate some of this stuff or yeah um parent involvement or anything yeah. like that yeah parent involvement is huge um you know we, we try to if we can't get get a hold of the student we get a hold of the parent 
Yep. Um, and that's the first step of getting them re-engaged back in school or um, just having those conversations. Um, so it's a lot of reach out. Um, it's it's better when they're back in school. I mean, it's been significantly better. It's not as much chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, Easier to go down to room 104. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah, let's let's take a walk here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was pretty tough that first year and a half of, I mean, kids were learning right, right alongside of us, and um, it was hard to kind of wrap our arms around and remind them that we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a student the other day say, like, it's just – nice for you to remind me of my resources like i forget you know and then i forget like they're wrapped up in their whole world you know like Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about their school counselor or the resources that they have at the high school that it's important just to see them face to face and let them know i remember one story from high school although you could never find a record of it (laughs) but uh (laughs) is i was in a science class and it was like oh yeah you need a science class and i just checked one and i'm like there's not a lot of kids in this science class and I'm like, it's pretty remedial science. Like, I just blew the project out of the water. And, like, the teacher's like, why are you in this class? And it was like a remedial science class. I, I was like, I just picked science. Nobody told me. Like, because I didn't, I didn't meet with counsel- at a yeah. counselor or anything like that. But it was a teacher identifying that and said, nah, you, you go to that advanced. I enjoyed science, and it was just mm-hmm. all about the cell. Yeah. And he just looks at me like, why are you here? Right. Like, this isn't your class, you know, get out of here. But uh, so I was mainstreamed because mm-hmm. I, I checked the wrong box. <laughs> right. But uh, I remember remember seeing that and he just asked, why are you here? This isn't your class. I'm like, oh, that makes a whole lot of sense right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, I think that that is one thing I've talked about a lot of times since high school is I didn't realize the resources that were there, like for free that will mm-hmm. help you, guide you um, to, to do, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and it's just, and then you graduate, and then all of a sudden you're, you're in the real world, and you go like, wow, like, all of that was just right. Now I've got to pay for it, or now I've got to, yeah. you know, that make sucks. an appointment <laughs> and wait, you know, whatever. So um, moving outside of the mental health stuff, um, maybe for parents or for kids, like, what, what else do you offer? Like, what do you, you know, maybe going to the college prep side, mm-hmm. um, that's part of your work. I'm sure you do a lot of that. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, um, a little bit of everything. So we do, we're available for individual meetings um, with students regarding after-school plans. Um, we really try to hit it home, you know, 11th and 12th grade when they're, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and start preparing them credit-wise. You know, we try to make sure we have meetings like, are you on track? Are we getting there? Are we getting what we need? Um, what are you thinking after high school? Are you thinking a four-year, two-year trade, job force right away, gap year, um, kind of everything. And we're kind of getting right into the thick of it right now. Um, we're getting into some classes and talking about classes and registration. And um, through our advisory, we're distributing information on, like, what do you like? <laughs> you know, we're getting those um, interest inventories out and seeing what they're interested in. You know, they think they might be interested in doing their hair and makeup, but when it comes down to it, they really like having conversations with people. Sure. Um, so trying to narrow down the different career paths that are open to them after high school and what it's going to take to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, 
you know, really useful information that we can narrow down. Do you want to be making 50000 and go to school for nine months? You know, this is what the options that would be available for you. Um, so, yeah, we have those conversations kind of all year long, but we're really hitting home here in January that um, are going to be going out. You know, every time I have a conversation with somebody from the school, any time is, I'm amazed at how many options are available to our students and families. Like, if you look at it, I think people would be amazed at what's out there. That's already there. You don't have to rethink stuff up. Mm -hmm. So, one, I mean, is a piece of advice to anybody listening is is just ask mm -hmm. you know nobody's mm -hmm. gonna force you to do anything or just here just give it to you right but they're there I mean you're you're that bridge you know we try and do stuff like this to get people mm -hmm. aware yeah raise yeah. awareness but it, it's amazing to me from sports to you know academics to everything outside you know it's yeah pretty fantastic so yeah kind of a, we had Jamie Broman on and he talked about you know, really encouraging kids to have an idea of what they want to do by the time they're, you know, because I think that's, and it, and I hadn't really thought about it because I think what we tended to do was say, oh, you're 18, you're young yet, you don't know what you want to do, you're young, mm -hmm. you know, you'll figure, you know, you'll figure it out, and and I've kind of shifted my thinking on that in terms of like, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what you want to do, I think meeting with Shanley at the school to say, hey, I, I'm concerned, I'm a junior, I'm a senior in high school, I don't really know what I want to do. And maybe just through a series of asking questions, mm -hmm. and Shanley asks you questions, you answer them. And Is that like the old school aptitude test of like, here, here's what you kind of, or the, right. oh, well, what are the personality tests, like the yeah. disc assessments yeah. of like, Here's a group of things that you would probably be. Yeah. Right, you're familiar. I'm super yeah. familiar with the DISC assessment. Um, industries you'd probably excel mm -hmm. in, you know, right. or here people that you'd work well with, and mm -hmm. you know, I I retake that every couple of years just to kind of see um, with our guys on our team too. It was really funny. We did mm -hmm. a whole group thing, and it was uh, we were on exact opposite sides of the room. They said. People on opposite corners probably shouldn't really work well together, but we do, you yeah. know. But it was just it's kind of knowing that about yourself and and working mm -hmm. around with others. So yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. No, I just think if you are a senior and you don't really know what you want to do, um, start. Yeah. Start the conversation. Yes. Because um, if we don't have the immediate resource, like we will get them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have connections, and oh gosh, I used to hate it when my parents would tell me it's all about who you know, but it is. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got to be where I am, and I will fully stand by that and continue to tell all my students that it's about making connections, no mm -hmm. matter how small or big. It's having those resources in your back pocket to reach out to, like, hey, mm -hmm. We met, you know, a year ago, and we did this mm -hmm. thing together. Um, and most likely that person's going to remember you. Right. And if you did a good job, you know, making that good impression, it's going to follow you, and it's going to help you in the long run. And once you walk out the doors of BHS on the last day of your, of your senior year, the resources aren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as you would love to be able to just, you know, continue to nurture all these 19, 20, yep. like, like you have a building full of kids that need you mm -hmm. and take advantage of those resources and try to 
find some sort of a path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make a favorable impression to just about as everybody as you know. Because mm-hmm. he who burns a bridge better be a damn good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that reminded me of, like, it's the people you know. So, I mean, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to part with our 250,000 listeners? Um, go next week, February 9th. Um, it's going to be a huge event for our community, something that we've never really had before. Um, and I'm so proud of what what's going to be coming for you and the resources that are available and just starting these conversations that need to happen. Um, it, it's not going away, and to ignore it is it's not going to do anybody any good. Um, so it's important to start these conversations now if we haven't already. Um, so it's going to be a great event available for everybody. It's you know, free of charge. Um, so come on. We've got child care. We've got resources. Come um, on down. Yeah. <laughs> You're a winner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be great. All right. Well, Shanley, thanks for coming in. Um, for the Buffalo Community Podcast, I'm Tyler Reese. I'm Mark Benzer. Shanley Maher.